This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, we check out the demo for Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Talks of the Switch 2 has spread like wildfire. Marvel Spider-Man 2 actress is speaking out on fan harassment. SAG after signs an agreement with the game developers, and not everyone is happy about it. Then, in our final stage, we enter the world of 70s anime as we check out UFO Robot Grandizer, The Feast of the Wolves. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome to the first game-filled edition of 2024. This is Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and welcome back and Happy New Year, everyone. I know it's been a while because I took a little bit of a break of things and condensed everything into the best of 2023 and other stuff, but we are back. We got our first game to review this uh, year, and it is going to be something I wanted to play last year but never got a chance to but because i'm an anime fan and a bit of a mech you know fan i wanted to check this out and it is ufo robot grandizer the feast of the wolves now this is a game this is this is a game based on a 1975 anime series um that i never actually saw and i know there's i think there's a tie-in to messenger z with this um with this series but a group decided to want to bring this back out and bring it back out in full nostalgia mode and we're going to talk about how they did with this game and whether it's worth you checking it out you know especially if you're a fan of this series from back in the day if you grew up with the series because you know we're in a new generation of anime fans now that is not delve back into it like the funny thing is when anime fans really kind of started which was in like 89 late late 80s early 90s we wanted to jump into everything. We started realizing like what we were watching in back in the day in the eighties and the seventies was actually anime like speed racer and, and battle of planets and all the stuff and Transor Z and whatnot. We didn't realize that this was like actual anime from Japan. It was animated series from Japan. And we started, you know, reminiscing going back to stuff like that. And, and Oh, Astro boy, of course, as well. Like the very first one of, uh, you know, of course, but we there's so many other shows that we did voltron yeah i get that one too um so many other shows that we never really looked at and grandizer is one of them so this game is out and it's supposed to recreate the whole entire 70s you know anime experience which you know let's be real especially when it was english dub it wasn't the best in terms because it was so new it was such a nuance back then 
and they didn't know how to handle it this is exactly some of the conversations that we have today about good dub and bad dub um but we're going to talk about that in our final stage um and get down to this and see how well they did in terms of authenticity and uh, that that word is going to come up a lot and uh just because this is kind of a period piece so um we're gonna we're gonna check that out i'm looking forward to really talking about that game and whether you should check it out right now i played it for the ps5 but it is it's expected it is expected to be on all consoles um it's scheduled to be on the switch later this year as well as the xbox one uh so we're going to talk about that and uh whether you you know see if you may want to be it uh, check it out or not see if you're interested i think a lot of um anime fans of yesterday will definitely want to check this out so we got that and we got other news going on in the world and um before i even do that like speaking of video games I gotta say that because there's a tie into that um on talktimelive.com right now i have I've, I've been procrastinating doing this to some extent because there's a lot of content to put up there but now i got the platform to perfectly do it the way that i wanted it to do and i did a contest years ago uh 2014 to 2017 i did this contest called the omega fist tournament and it started off as a fantasy tournament it's like you know just a it was created like a fantasy football-esque type of thing but it, it was made into a tournament form and it's based on fighting games so we got all the fighting game characters around and just you know online conversations about who was going to be the best one so we did a contest where our acmg members at the time this is during the old acmg regime um we did this at the time where you know people can vote on it and there's a whole thing it, it was kind of it was really much of a success um because people were interacting with it and you know enjoying it and having fun and we kind of kicked the production value up just a tiny bit for that time and we 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 had something there and i decided like the next year we're going to do this again but this time i'm going to make it a contest because this is where everybody's going to put their money where their mouth is in terms of their comic book knowledge so we changed it from fighting game fans to comic book fan to comic book lore and mythology us united states uh comic book mythology mind you and you know it became a whole thing the concept was just crazy but it was also intense exciting fun and i wrote the entire blog of it. i've recorded this on tumblr ages ago but i've now moved the tumblr content over to the talk time live content and was able to modify it and, and tweak it and add it. it's still tweaking it too to some extent and adding things that i can never add on tumblr so uh it's officially up now on talktimelive.com you can check the blog page it's called the history of the omega fist tournament and it got big it got deep it's it's a concept that has never been done and social media before and probably never won't ever again because the concept was way too deep like people people can try <laughs> you know but uh it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to invest in order to do it and um it's a lot of work that went into it but it was a lot of a lot of fun at the time but you know also it talks about how things change in, in terms of society as well and why it didn't continue because of the the climate the social media climate change and the ideology of our society started changing so it just it stopped being a little bit more uh, as fun as it used to be but you'll see it all there and the people that i was able to get to do this like in terms of celebrity 
you know, guests and people that were representing this and the sponsors and all this stuff. It was so much fun. It was a great project that I was able to put together. And um, it's a hell of a lot of work. You're going to see how much work I put in there on that blog page. So go on talktomelive.com. It's called the History of the Omega Fist Tournament. And um, check it out, man. It's uh, it's I don't want to say it's my life's work. I, I, I don't, I do not want to say it's my life's work, it, it, but it was, um, it was a milestone accomplishment and one of, one of many milestone accomplishments that I were able to do. And, uh, I, I, um, I'm very proud of what I did with that. Very, very proud, especially when I was able to look back this, it was kind of therapeutic when I looked at it, you know, we also had a video, we also had a street fighter tournament or a fighting game tournament as well that we added on there too. So all that's in there and you know, it was it was a great thing it was a great thing and i wish or hope that we could ever do something like that again but right now the state of our community and climate of so, uh, social media it's just not the same to be able to do that it's just for a lot of reasons too but i can talk about that on our, our on our uh prime show as well this week but because i mean there's something to be talked about in that there's a lot to be talked about in that in that case but go out of your way check it out it's up right now and uh enjoy it so all right let's get down to some news here um the prince of persia the lost crown there's a demo out right now for it i kind of i i'm kind of glad that they did come out with this demo but at the same time i wish they didn't because i got to feel what this game is going to be like and it is let me say the demo alone is awesome <laughs> it is absolutely awesome this is going to be a metroidvania style game um you've probably seen it a lot it's getting a lot of you know early praise right now and you could see what they've done with this game when you when we found out that you know i think the game awards when they were going to come out with this game and then we saw this game and look, i'm like this thing looks awesome we didn't know how awesome this game looks this game like if i can compare it to any type of metroidvania game it gives me Metroid vein drives or Metroid dread vibes. I should say, where the hell is Metroid drain? <laughs> um, it gives me Metroid, um, dread vibes, but a little bit more fun and loose than the actual, than, than Metroid dread. And there's a lot of great visuals and beautiful, uh, character design and, and, and stage design and everything. Um, this game is going to be a lot of fun. It's coming out on the 18th but if you bought the deluxe version it's you get to play it on monday the 15th i got the deluxe version of course so i kind of like it only gave you a taste and i'm glad it did because it leads you all the way up to the boss battle but they don't let you fight the boss battle it literally just it cuts you off because no one no doubt they know you're gonna like this game <laughs> that's how that's how awesome they were they were with this like i don't think there's so, i don't I don't know. I haven't played all Prince of Persia games before. I don't know if I, I feel like there isn't a bad Prince of Persia game. I feel like every time they come out with a new Prince of Persia game, people love it. People seem to love it. I have never really heard a bad review for this game, but you know, this is this game is going to kick off the new year right. And I am looking forward to playing it. I'm definitely going to review that next week so i'm just giving you a heads up right now that is definitely i'm the minute that is the minute that it uh releases on monday i am going to be on that game because the demo itself 
was very impressive it the controls felt very good the animation and i played it on the switch mind you um the animation felt great the resolution felt great i mean the frame rate was great um everything about it was just awesome beautiful uh go check this demo out it's out right now you can check it out on every platform that it's on and uh yeah get ready this this is um this already is going to be a contender for this year i can tell you this right now so um go jump on it all right let's switch gears and talk about misappropriate actions in the gaming community this is something i mean there's a lot of there's a lot we could talk about about misappropriate actions in a gaming community and just social media in general this is one of them and social media has given us a beautiful platform to connect with people but it also has made it a very toxic and somewhat unsafe environment for some um it allows us to reach areas that we never thought we would reach before like in the 80s we would never get near a celebrity we would never get near a celebrity social media has somehow managed to get us into that realm and some celebrities do respond some don't but some are warranted because of people like this you know sometimes i look at this and i look at like i'm i like and i i'm i'm very it reminds me how fortunate i am that i was able to reach out to the people that i have for this show and they trusted me enough and have faith in me enough to want to be on my show to figure that i i do have some form of quality and professionalism to you know and to do what i say i'm going to do and i'm not going to come at them like really crazy i am very fortunate for that because when you see and hear stuff like this it, it, it's it, it boggles me i'm surprised nobody's like scared as hell but let's talk about insomniac games spider-man 2 actress who is now speaking out about fans harassing her in different in areas they shouldn't be harassing her in. mj actor stephanie tyler jones who provides the likeness the visual likeness of mary jane on spider-man uh on ps spider-man both versions and, and there was a lot of you know people who thought that like they changed the face of it because they changed the hairstyle she kind of looks different I, I think they aged her just a tiny bit um that she started that she was the same person but in fact she is the same person and i i just the first time i've seen her too i mean like she's gorgeous like she is drop dead gorgeous like i can see there's some pics of her where i'm like that doesn't look like the mj on the game but then there's other pictures i'm like okay now i see it now i see it but yeah they got her she does the likeness she's the she's the uh face model for the uh, for um mary jane watson in the uh, game so she has come into and I'm, I'm pausing because i'm trying to grasp the severity and, and craziness of this she has come under some uncomfortable situations involving fans who have been sending her voicemail messages requesting to speak to her at her workplace now i say as a workplace because she's you know changed she's transitioned to other occupations and fields she went on to express her disgust saying that it was unacceptable and considering stalking and consider stalking i agree giving her feel giving her to feel unsafe and uncomfortable and when you think of her workplace because you think that she's an actor and a model 
which she was, you would expect like people reaching out to her professionally. But no, here's the thing. Jones is no longer working as an actor or a model after transitioning into the career of skincare. So she that's what she's doing now. You know, and again, this goes back to the, you know, sack after situation. It's like you get these opportunities, you think they set for life. No, they not set for life. You know what I mean? Like they you gotta find work when you can. And this may have been more of a a better, you know, opportunity for her than continuing pursuing modeling and acting. Like honestly, she, you know, she could continue and it's possible she could, you know, aspire to be in a higher level easily and in many different, you know, um, tier levels of the industry, but she chose to go that direction. She reminds me of, um, you know, Penny, the character Penny from Big Bang Theory, because she was, she started off as a, you know, actor slash waitress type of thing. You know, that's always common. And then after a while, she just got tired of doing that. And then she decided that she went into pharmaceutical because they were, she was getting extremely well paid for that. She, all she had to do was literally like flirt with the people to get their prescribe, get their uh, brand, their products into that, you know, um, that company. And that was it. And she basically kind of did the same thing in a sense, not actually flirting with people to get you know, to sell a product, but she moved to, you know, to, uh, Jones has moved on to another field where she can aspire to get, you know, paid. And is there's a stable, you know, you know, uh, account coming in constantly. And she doesn't have to really struggle to that extent. And not everybody has built for that, you know, and she still has her, her fan base because of Spider-Man. That's where the problem comes. So, People still think that she's, if people think that they're entitled, that's the, that's the part that kills me. Some fans feel that they are entitled to be able to get in touch with all these celebrities and not, that's not true. You will be so lucky to do so still to this day. But when you do stupid stuff like this, you sabotage any opportunity to do stuff like that. And I don't, I, I feel bad for her. I, I don't blame her for feeling this way. Um, she shouldn't have to feel this way is definitely unwarranted. People need, we are in a state of toxicity in this world and mental health is a really, mental health is a really serious thing. Mental health is a serious thing. And when you got people who are just now feeling like they can just call somebody at their workplace because you're a fan of them. And only because you just want to hear her and take note. She's the likeness model, not the actual actress. I don't think she did the role for that. She just provided the, the face scan for it. That's it. She's not the actual actress who plays that role. That's like finding a guy who did Peter Parker, even though Yuri Longfall is the one who did the voice in portrayal. Like, no. <laughs> okay. Y'all, I mean, y'all take it way too seriously. Like I get it. It's awesome. Spider-Man, the Spider-Man series is an awesome game. You sh you have to separate yourself from your love from the game, from who these people are, which are humans, normal people, just like us doing some really cool things, but they're humans and they have the right to live as such, just like all of us. They're just normal people, you know? So, I mean, 
it, it's, it's stuff like that that gets me i mean it, it just reminds me also when like molly flanagan got um they, they took her voice and turned it into like a and made it had her singing the weekends one of the weekends uh hits and i'm like yeah that sounds cool but like she didn't give you consent to do that like why do people feel like they got the right to do stuff like that that to me is just there there's just some level that you don't go there's some there's some areas that you just don't go and that is just one of them that that like when you start doing stuff like that it just get, it gets overboard and the idea that you think and feel that you can is even more perplex um perplexing i should say so she went on to write addressing spider-man fans which i'm sadly i'm one and i say sadly because like i don't want to be a i'm a spider-man fan but i don't want to be affiliate affiliated with whatever madness is going on here but she had to address it in general i get it dear spider-man fans i appreciate the love for the role in the spider-man games and the positive response of my version of mj has gotten over the years however i am not i am no longer an active an actively auditioning actor or model the shoots i do now are purely creative outlet for myself and a way to collaborate with friends i love over the weekend some followers crossed across boundaries one even went uh, uh, to the extent of calling my workplace not studio not agency not any they called her skincare company to find her how they found the number well i mean if you find out where she worked at i guess you could find it but still you just don't one even went to the extent of calling my workplace and leaving multiple voicemails wanting to speak uh with me and requesting i call back <laughs> that's a I, I feel like that's a mental health situation that is absolutely feels like a mental health situation which is unacceptable and consider stalking my skincare uh, page is not for spider-man or mj fans bottom line is that i am i came into work this morning and immediately felt unsafe and uncomfortable hearing those voicemails please respect that i am a human exactly Ex respect that i am a human being uh trying being trying to make a living just like you and i kindly ask for boundaries to not be crossed messages will not be answered i will block you if you make me feel uncomfortable and you can unfollow me if you uh if this disappoints you i don't think they will do that but block the hell out of them if you find them um call the cops if need be this is just ridiculous um you know what's even worse because this the, the people that are doing this doesn't understand she's working at this job if this gets out of hand they can fire her because they don't want to deal with this they don't want to have to deal with all this they like, yeah they want they basically want her viewership they want her followers to check her out because she has a lot of followers and that means more eyes on on the product on the on the brand that she works for but if it gets out of hand they can fire her she loses her job she basically doesn't have any money to make she may have to go back into acting or modeling or whatever and she'll have this 
you know, this this whole entire thing to follow her everywhere she goes. You guys need to stop this. Like, literally stop this bullshit. Cause this is like it is messing with his her livelihood. She doesn't deserve it. She doesn't need this. It's stressful. You like you, you this is not the price for fame. She should she should not she is not entitled to cater to you every single time and damn it i'm gonna say it again she is the face likeness model for the game like and i'm not saying go after the actors and them don't do this to anybody it's just you know people know right and wrong they just throw wrong they just throw right out the door and just continue to want to do wrong as if it is right and that's what's been going on a lot in this country because people just stop caring about the moral and ethics of people, the integrity of being a good citizen and a good person in life. People just gave up. You see how the people are online. You see people online who like those people who weaponize um, laugh emojis. Or, like, and I question that. Every person or kid that is doing that, I'm, I'm telling you this right now. You look at your posts, you look at your feed on Facebook. This is a great example because Facebook's the only one that has this. You look at your feed on Facebook, you look at places like IGN, you look at places like GameSpot, Game Informer, Marvel Studios, whatever, any fan base, you'll always see a, a minority of laugh emojis on air. Oh, and, and, and posts that really doesn't warrant laugh emojis, like when you're celebrating culture and heritage and all this stuff, and you see these laugh emojis on there, take note. Yes, we obviously know it's trolling, but what you don't know is that what you're doing is an unhealthy, mentally, psychologically unhealthy form of action that is more hurting you than it is hurting anybody else that you're trying to throw shade and insult. All of those Mishi you folks out there, trust me, there's some, there's some psychological background going on behind it. Like I'm seriously believe that every person who does stuff like this, like they did, like, um, like they did to, um, Miss Jones here. When people do that, or you got people who just don't like female leads in a movie or a TV show or whatever like that. I am convinced jokingly, maybe, but possibly serious. I am convinced that all those people who hate female leads who do stuff like this to, you know, people like Miss Stephanie Tyler Jones, who constantly want to be and diminish any quality that a woman has are people who were probably turned down by every single woman they wanted to go out with. And now they just find other ways to sabotage themselves. It did, and actually I joke about this. I'm jokingly, I'm jokingly talking about this, but there may be some truth to it. I will say this. There is something when like, there's some, there's some people when they approach a woman, They don't know how to they approach her the wrong way and reason being is because they they feel like they sabotage themselves in the head because they know they they feel like they know that this woman won't won't accept me she won't you know uh she won't see me as somebody that she's attracted to so they'll automatically sabotage any chance they think they don't have of the situation i'll give you an example like back in the day we used to like a girl a couple of girls would walk by and you know you got a couple of guys be like yo shorty what's going on What's good? Come here for a minute. 
all right, screw you. I don't need you that. So it's like your, your approach is all wrong. How you present yourself is all wrong because you lack confidence. You're insecure about your own self. And you all of a sudden just say, screw it. She wasn't going to have, she wasn't going to want a guy like me anyway. It's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. Like, trust me when I tell you, there's some really confident, unattractive people out there with some really attractive people in the world. There's it's, it's been shown on, you know, in time, you know, I, I mean, granted some of these people had money and I don't want to put money in there, but you know, they were successful people, but they also had the confidence to be able to approach people the right way. This is why people were mad when Jermaine Dupri went up with Janet Jackson. That's why people, you know, is surprised Jay-Z was with Beyonce. That's why Biggie was with Faith and whoever the hell else he was with. Like, you're, I, you know, yeah, they had money, but they also had confidence too. And sometimes it's not all on the same. Like having money doesn't always you know, mean that you're going to have the confidence to approach people. So I'm saying that to say this dude, like people find better ways to do things, especially socially, because this right here, this ain't it. This ain't it. How y'all treat women on social media. That ain't it. Y'all need to chill out with that. Like, seriously, it is it, after a while, people are going to start to pick up on the idea that like, you know what's going on in your world that you're that you're doing this why are you why are you so you know dismissive of women why are you so you know why why are you throwing shade why are you so chauvinistic about the idea of women having power like people are going to start to figure out like what's the background of you what's really going on in your world ask those questions like how many times you got you you got told no to the point that you said screw everybody i'm not going to support the marvels <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying like seriously like ask we need to start asking these questions when people are negative and toxic online because it's not like they're naturally toxic people don't don't grow up born toxic they're nurtured into that there's some things that happen in people's life that leads into why they're doing really crazy things online or saying crazy things online or trying to, you know, make people feel as bad as they do. This is one of those situations. So like, this is why it's so important to seek therapy if you can. And there's some, there's some free therapy options out there for everybody. Please people find help, get help because we don't need to be doing what is doing with this with with um ta with stephanie tyler jones here it just it shouldn't happen it shouldn't happen for anybody it shouldn't happen to anybody so just keep that in mind i hope she will eventually get things back in order but it, it's just it's just sad it's just really sad man um and, and here's the thing too according to the state of game industry survey they learned that 91 percent of game developers believe Player badgering is a big problem in the industry, which is mostly targeted towards women. Fellas, come on, man. We're I know we're in a, we're in this generation where you guys don't feel like you need feel the need to socialize with people, but I think that's part of the issue is that a lot of you guys don't know how to communicate with people or socialize with people. You rely on digital environments to communicate with people you don't know how to communicate with people in person and that's showing right now so 
Reassess yourself. Reevaluate your life. Get help if needed, but stop treating these women the way that you are because they're not meager things. They're not props. They're not any like these are human beings that deserve respect, especially when they're giving it. I'll leave it at that for there. So let's move on to SAG after. SAG after signs an agreement to allow developers to use AI voices. This is interesting. Now, a while back, the SAG after strike against the uh, ATP, um, ATPMP, I believe. I'm, I'm probably butchering it. I knew it's not it. That's I'm probably saying it wrong. But you know, the, the producers, the, the producers and, and that organization. Well, um, you know, they were, while they were reaching their end, the union also voted yes to authorize another strike against the video game industry. Now, this is this will be the second strike that they would uh, uphold because the remember the first one, I believe, was in 2017. I had um, Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon on this show to talk about that aspect at the time, fresh when they were in the middle of it. Um, there was a lot going on for that. And they, you know, it ended up that they partially got what they want, but not exactly what they want. It was a it was a settlement that led to everybody continuing what they were doing, but it wasn't the end. So it looks like they were trying to, you know, they're about to start this up again. It's like, you know what? We're getting the actors. Why not get these guys too? Because they've been doing some things lately that's been suspect. Some of the issues involved, including safety precautions, voice protection. I talked about this with Boris on the um, AEW Dynamite review that we did just recently, which by the way, you can check out the feed, uh, the fresh feed, uh, which is available now. Go to smneradio.com. Uh, you can check out our episode with myself and Boris. We're talking about, you know, AEW Dynamite, of course, but we're also talking about a lot of, you know, ACMG like stuff like this here. So uh, go out of your way, check it out over there too. Um, but you know, we talked about that because that was one of the issues. And I've spoke to Molly. I spoke to uh, Kyle Abair. I spoke to everybody who yells, who's been on this show and yells for three or four hours for, for like a video game company or a anime. They don't have insurance. They got to pay for their own insurance. Um, there's nothing happy. You know, they, they're not, they're not protected in the event of them losing their voice or their voice gets stripped. You know, and voices can get injured. I mean, if you guys remember what happened to Steven Tyler last year, I think it was last year when he was doing his um, farewell tour and he did, uh, you know, Dream Mom or Dream Weaver or whatever like that. And he did that high note and his mouth started bleeding because, you know, he does that high note. That could have happened any time to any of these uh, voice actors. They do it three or four hours a day. And then on top of that, they're screaming out of their lungs sometime doing battle cries and also they do it like five to 15 to like lines this they do the same line about like five to 15 times and it's like hundreds of lines and I, if you remember um go back to my interview with amanda c miller the recent amanda c miller interview that i did uh because she's talking about you know the lines that they had to do for the naruto cross bar to ultimate ninja storm connections game and Aaron, they, she said they did an additional few thousand lines for that game. And then when you play the game, yeah, they did. They damn sure did that. So that is, um, that is, that is something that needs to be, needs to be, uh, you know, 
taking action. They need that. Better wages. Because, again, unbeknownst to everybody else, and again, Stephanie Shea, that Stephanie Shea interview, highly recommend you check it out. That Stephanie Shea interview is where she talked about, like, she brought, she kept it real before anybody else did. Like, they're not, not every actor is, is riding in, you know, you know, Benzes and Bentleys and all that stuff like that. No, not everybody's rolling like that. They, some of these guys get paid a certain amount, but they still got to work normal jobs. And, you know, you got to be a certain, or they got to tour everywhere and do cons everywhere to get that type of pay. Um, I would say Molly is a, is different from this because she works live action series and she does um anime and video games to that extent so she's kind of a full circle person um by the way she's gonna be back in and in, in the uh abc series not dead yet so i mean she has that to go for um royal crackers this the um the cartoon network series they're getting a second season and then on top of that she you know she's you know voice naruto and does a few other things but she also tours and does stuff too so all all that around that's where all the money's accumulating not solely on you know what they do as voice actors for video games or whatnot because you look at the bayonetta uh situation remember that so i mean even even at the highest they were claiming that they paid everybody it still nearly doesn't do for everybody so um yeah they want better wages for especially for lower tier you know actors and, and even people who just do additional voices and stuff like that so that's the thing but the biggest one is that, that usually comes in is the protection around exploitive uses of ai sag after has signed an agreement with replica studios which is an ai voice technology company allowing game developers to use ai voices according to game informer actors have gone on to state that they were not aware of this agreement actor young yay he's been in the notice for quite a while since um, the like a dragon series he's the english voice of kazuma kiryu from like a dragon which by the way mind you i'm on his side i'm not a I, I, i'm i don't see what the big deal about his voice his voice sounded great on the game by the way i think people were snapshotting him because of the karaoke or whatever he was doing but um i don't care like his voice sounded great and they they did a comparison video of his voice to kiryu's voice the japanese version of kiryu's voice it does kind sound of the same they did kind of match it up to sound you know very similar so you know it's one of those you know those toxic people that was trying to just shade somebody again and screw those trolls i thought it was good and um you know keep it moving with that but he went on as one of the people among uh you know many actors that didn't know that this was signed sag after says the new agreement paves the way for professional voice over artists to safely explore new uh employment opportunities for their digital voice replicas with the industry leading protections uh tailored for ai technology now we don't we didn't get the information of what the agreements were and what what, what was said in this whole thing but the union says that the contract was approved by effective by affected members of the voice over performance community however many like yay are voicing their concerns over the agreements so this is a very interesting thing um i would be scared too because like this is something that people were fighting against 
And then here you go where, uh, unbeknownst to them, there's an agreement being signed and they don't know what's going on. And it sounds like, you know, after all this stuff, the voice actors are kind of getting slighted again. It, it sounds like it, but we don't know what it's going to entail and how this is going to be. But if some people in that committee approved of it, just going to have to see what it's going to be. We'll, we'll see how this goes in it, you know, as time goes by, but it's been signed. We'll see how it protects and we'll find out more on this later on from there. So we'll see. So, um, let's move on to Nintendo. I, I you know, it's funny. I think if not for Mortal Kombat 1 and Batman, I really don't think people would have this discussion. But this discussion is finally is, is coming even more because, I mean, granted, it is 2024 and the Switch did arrive in 2017 and I forgot so much because I'm still enjoying the hell out of the Switch. I don't understand the need for another Switch unless they're looking to do something very revolutionary with it and upgrade it to an extent of giving it 1080 on on a screen, you know, with 60 frames per second with a better processor and RAM. That's the only thing that I, because honestly, the Switch has been awesome for years and now all of a sudden, just recently, people started complaining about it, which is ridiculous because there are hundreds of awesome games that are played on the Switch. And only a few games that bombed. Like if you look at the percentage of bombed games based on glitches, bugs, all this stuff, and all the games that have been ported successfully, it's a huge margin. It's like probably 95% to that like 5% of games that get that bombs on the Switch. I mean, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt worked on the Switch perfectly, okay? <laughs> I can't stress that enough. You know, I don't care about resolution. I don't care about frame rate. Like it's not that deep. Like you, it, you can't determine this when a 13 year old kid just still, you know, still got an enjoyment out of playing Tetris and made history on a game that is like 34 years old. That's still relevant to this day. Nobody talked about making records on, you know, on call of duty. Everybody would talk about making records on like, um, dark souls. It's a big deal to get a record on Tetris because it's a game that still nobody to this day can beat except for that kid. It may be AI. So, I mean, like it's not that deep. So I, I'm cool with it. And, and again, I just played the demo to, um, to Prince of Persia on air looks awesome on a damn switch. So. I think the idea basically is because the Steam Deck and ASICs and all those game, uh, you know, platforms are out now that are supposedly giving you better quality. But we do learn if you watch a lot of YouTube, you know, um, you know, playthroughs of the Steam Deck and all that stuff that not every game plays fluidly on those platforms. Some of them do play like Hogwarts Legacy plays in 720 because it's it's doing the same thing that the switch one is doing it's exceeding its limitations so the fact that the steam deck is still having issues with certain games makes it not a perfect platform on top of that nintendo is the original innovators of the gaming industry you guys got all of your ideas from nintendo nintendo was the first to come out with the, the game boy and the handheld of that caliber 
there were handhelds before, but not like that. The Game Boy was the very first to really uh, kickstart it, and they've been doing it ever since. Sega couldn't beat them. PlayStation chose not to beat them. <laughs> I will say that because, damn it, the PS Vita and a PSP, by all counts, for all intents and purposes, should have dominated against the Game Boy because they were better, uh, you know, uh, portable handhelds. But much like the VR, Sony has a real problem of promoting their products. It's been like that for years. I don't understand it. It's just always just here's a here's a third party product we're doing as an extension of what we got. We're not going to push it. It, it. We're not going to like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. And they did that with the PSP. Then they came out with the PS Vita, which was a much better system. I still have those. And they still didn't promote half the game. And there were some great games on those um, in those two platforms. And they just choose not to do it. So the 3DS beat them. The Game Boy Advance beat them. Um, you know, it, it's it's it, it's constantly happening now. Their greatest console to date, which is the Nintendo Switch, has leveled up to against the Xbox and PS, you know, and, and PlayStation for years. Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom have. You know, people call this a small game, but that game has leveled up to all these powerful consoles with their with their 4K graphics and their and, and the 60 frames per second. People aren't talking about a lot of the games on it. They were talking about Tears of the Kingdom. They were talking about Breath of the Wild. They were talking about Metroid Dread. They were talking about so many other games. Like, it's not like hell, Mario Odyssey, Kirby, um, you know, like Super, Super Smash Brothers. You can't deny the legacy, the power of Nintendo, a 100 and over 130 year company that has been doing it since the jump. You know what I mean? So like, please people stop with your BS. Stop it. So there have been talk, a lot of talk about the possibility uh, uh release of the next generation of nintendo switch and people are saying nintendo switch 2 we don't have a name and we don't know if it's going to be a portable or not i'm hoping that it is they, at this point they really have to because they put themselves in a bind in my opinion like they can't go back they cannot go back like the nintendo switch was the ultimate console for them it had the best of both worlds. They, it was like they wanted to have the Wii, the Wii U experience, and they wanted the handheld experience, and they combined those two together with better processing power and better RAM power than the Wii U and the Wii, and they did it. This was it. It was so great. How are they gonna? How are they gonna top this? How are they gonna top this, what they already did with Switch? And the only way I could feel like they can do this is basically it is honestly basically just give it more processing and power give it more ram you know give it the ability to do, you know to play more games fluidly and guess what guess what folks this is the misconception people have this is why you know people don't aren't as educated as possible in this idea you can you could be as powerful as the playstation 5 and the xbox series x and s and you still or at a pc and you could still create a crappy game because it's not the hardware 
it is the software that the developers make and it's just another day so think about that for a minute so some people are thinking that it will be out this year nintendo has mentioned nothing on the official confirmation of any launch dates of the new platform however other rumors believe that the release date will has been leaked leading to a september date of this year so we'll see it's possible um i you know what's so sad i just feel like i'm not ready to get a new console because i still love the nintendo switch i love it i don't know if it's going to do any better i I, can't, I mean they would here's the thing here's what i would want to see out of this new console the screen is fine with me i'm cool with the screen the old the oled screen i'm i'm i, I love upgrading to that um better joy con controllers i would definitely say get rid of the uh get bring back the d the d-pad i would love the d-pad um just add the d-pad back in i'm fine with that so get rid of those four separate dots even though it was even though it did work i think but the d-pad just feels so much better so bring that back um better rumble functions uh but the rumble functions is okay but we i've had third-party products for the switch that works really well and the rumble process and the rumble functions were really good so just to show that they could make a better rumble function for these controllers and again just a a more a, a bigger processor more ram bigger memory space maybe um the ability to insert sd cards like we have you know for more you know external storage i don't know what else they can do with this just make it more powerful than before you know to design it just give us you know better controllers i i, I just i mean we'll see we'll see but I'm, i love what i have with the um with the with the uh with the switch right now i mean it's still i mean it's lasting pretty good these games are still coming out really good I don't see a reason to go there unless they can do it better, but we'll see. And they sound like they have something gear. I know that Nintendo has said something about the next generation of um, the Nintendo system and claiming that it's going to be revolutionary as if it, this one hasn't already, as if other ones haven't been already. You know, when you think revolutionary and innovation in a video game industry, you can't think of anybody but Nintendo. That Like, that's true indeed. Like, you can't say Sony, you can't say Xbox because a lot of what they've done is based around what Nintendo has done. Name something innovative that Nintendo has, that say Sony has done that any of them haven't, that has been revolutionary in their sense. None. You can't say the VR. Honestly, Nintendo already did that a long time ago. Even though it wasn't the best, they still did it and they still can do it. But, um, it, it, it I, I just, I don't, see it they got a lot of their ideas based everybody gets, gets their ideas based on what nintendo does look at some of the new handhelds right now one of the handhelds the new handhelds that are out right now uh the pc uh handhelds right now actually does exactly what the nintendo switch does it, it the joysticks actually separate and you can play it just like you would a nintendo switch i mean come on seriously like what are y'all doing um so we'll see i mean i'm always excited for what nintendo does because they have they rarely let us down rarely 
and um we'll see how they go but i you know i'm gonna miss the switch when it's time i am gonna miss it because i've had so much fun so please the next one has to be good i didn't get the wii u the the wii was good but it just wasn't there it has it, I, you have to do it better than a switch i i'm sorry the switch is just the best nintendo console of all time it's just i, I know people love i know we i, I love the, the super nintendo and i love the the 64 no super nintendo was better than the 64 in my opinion um yeah there were some you know legendary games on the 64 but man the, the super nintendo was just dope it really was but man uh we'll see we will see here is the hoping so folks that will do it for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and i will review in our final stage ufo robot grandizer the feast of the wolves and we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time Live.com. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! have reached the final stage of 2024 and i'm here to talk about ufo grandizer the feast of the wolves developers inroad uh publishers microids and this is a multi-genre game believe it or not it's an adventure game a platformer 3d platformer uh some brawling if you will and also some shooting some some shooter-esque type of aspects in here too two shooter arcade style shooters in here um so very uh elaborate type of game this game is based on the classic anime series from 1975 by toy animation and this these developers managed to recreate the entire look and feel of this game and i don't think this game is going to be for everybody or everybody to understand the art the artistic integrity and and authenticity of this game um if if you look at it as just a game then you're not going to think too much of it. But if you think of it as what they were trying to do with this game or what they have done with this game is recreate the 70s nostalgia of what Toye Animation has brought uh, brought to us so long ago. Right down to the music, to the visual style and look, even the acting and portrayals. You play as the hero Daisuke Uman, who is an alien who was forced off his planet came to earth got him pretty much adopted in some cases but he also pilots he uh the he's a paladin that pilots that um 
the giant robot known as Grandizer, to take on the evil empire known as Vega. So, this is the ongoing series. Like, I mean, if you think Grandizer, I, like I said before earlier in this show, or at the beginning of the show, I believe this is a tie. This has some crossover tie-in with Messenger Z and other, you know, um, huge mech battling games and kaiju style um, anime series before it. So this is what this has to offer. And that's pretty much the story. It really just recreates the anime episodic anime series to that extent. Um, we're going to do everything as we normally do in terms of grading. We're going to focus on originality story presentation sound of music gameplay fun factor replay value and actor performances and when we get to the actor performances it's this is going to be a weird thing i'm going to do but i got to give it credit where credit is due and there's going to be a significant reason why i've done this but let's go ahead like i said um i gave you the story so let's talk about originality um grandizer isn't the most original game in the world but because of what they did it creates a form of nostalgia and um you know in the field using some you know elements of you know gameplay styles and genres all combined in one to just create this you know elaborate and fresh experience of the game so grandizer provides a variety of play styles such as 3d platform brawling uh not much hack and slash more definitely brawling two shooter game styles and an adventure you know, um, uh, pretty much an adventure game experience. So you, it is in a sense, it's, it's original by based on the collaboration and hybrid of game styles that you put in here to, you know, add on to the idea of what they were doing with this game. So it works in that sense, visual presentation and performance. Now it was hard for me to really grade this or give it a, a proper percentage because in a lot of ways it's awesome the visuals is awesome but also it's not the most detailed but it's not meant to be because it's based on a 1970s anime so a lot of the a lot of what they did had to be toned down purposely they can't give it extra detail and you know ray tracing and all that stuff they couldn't they can't do that because that's not what the game should be if you're trying to make it exactly like a 1970s anime you know uh, cinematic feel and experience you can't do it you gotta you gotta dumb it down a bit but still make it up to date enough that it works and they did that really good here um especially when it comes to grandizer itself because you know off as you process through the game you get to unlock skins and the skins some of the skins really do play into it there's one skin that's like cell shaded so it looks exactly like the actual anime character model of the grandizer robot so which i play i use that one because i love the color palette it's really dense and dark with cold colors and whatnot so i like playing with that one rather than the actual original one or the other ones that they have you know available when you unlock so i was good with that so um the game does a great job capturing the look and feel of the 70s i mean to a t to a t flat color palette that mimics the simplicity of the old show may not excite everyone but for those who watch the old show or or shows like it you will appreciate the authenticity of this game and remember i said i'm going to say authenticity more than once in there because that's the key word for this game authenticity so if you want to make this into a drinking game liquor up man so uh it really does help the game's presentation by making it that way by toning it down 
you know, bit not giving so many shadows and and lighting and shadow you know effects to it or whatnot it really just played really well i will say there is a one thing that that, that that boggles me in daylight stages the game's frame rate it's like it feels like 30 you know 30 uh frames per second and then in certain other stages it automatically boosts up to 60 frames per second immediately it's it's weird how that works but it the pay the the frame rate is a lot faster like especially in, in, in stages when he's doing boss battles or whatever like that i don't know why they, that happens or why they decided to do that i don't know if i don't know what if what that is a thing but it doesn't affect the game itself but it's just noticeable this is really noticeable that they do that so thought i wanted to get that out because i don't think that was in my notes but it it, it, it um it, it just something to take notice of there are some cinematic cutscenes with uh that they have with it as well as dialogue scenes with daisuke uh interacts with characters throughout the game so they kind of they give you they do give you cinematic um you know from like the beginning of the stage or to the end of the stage but in between you usually do these cutscenes where you just see you know pngs png images of the characters and then the voice you know roles you know just you know do their lines and whatnot to that so it works for what it for what it is um meant to do and it works fine um so you have that situation right there but i will say on a side note the characters are so weird they uh, mostly the um the vega you know the characters from vega one in particular named grant uh, gandel is one of the most creepiest and ridiculous characters i've ever seen in anime so basically here's the thing Gandel is just like this giant alien from the Vega, um, you know, empire. And he's married, apparently. His wife lives inside of Gandel's head. I don't know if, if it's actually that this dude's alive or this lady Gandel is controlling this huge giant version, but in the game when you're doing the um, the dialogue scenes gandel's talking and there's a male voice and then when lady gandel wants to talk his face opens up like a door and she comes creeping out of the face to talk to blackie it is the weirdest thing i've ever seen i mean this is even for japan this is just so weird but i it's just one of the most polarizing things that i've seen in this game like how does that work I, i've seen this i've seen this you know um this ridiculousness this nonsensical ridiculousness from uh from shows and cartoons of that era because they would just do stuff and people don't think nothing of it whereas like today like we would use more critical thinking about certain things and we realize that certain things come off really nonsensical and that's one of them but back in the day People was just so happy to see some cool stuff on TV that they didn't even think nothing of it. They didn't think logically like, how does that work? Nobody thought about certain stuff like that. Now today is like, we're a little bit more, we're a little bit more aware. We're a little bit more alert on certain things like that just doesn't make sense. And that's just one of those things. But I thought that was just, it's very significant. I had to mention it. So in terms of sound of music, I loved it. They reprised the old score from the show, which 
maybe one of the best parts of this game because it really helps really bring the show um the, the game together and make you feel like you're actually in the show um toy animation used the same theatrical style uh you know scores used on many other popular tv shows like dragon ball z you hear it on other shows like messenger z or you know people know them as transor z to that extent you would hear stuff like that battle of the planets all that it was that beautiful 70s style theatrical you hear flutes you hear um violins and all the stuff and all come together and um it was it was it's beautiful the way like you hear dragon ball you know the old dragon ball series and dragon ball z it's the same thing so it, it really that's that 1970s 1980s style musical score that really brought it to life here now I, th I think it was a real help in this game in terms of gameplay the game is really simple and fun to play it is really uh all around from like brawling against vega robots to saucer uh what do you call them saucer beast or shooting down enemies in the sky you know doing the shooter uh stages grandizer brawling consists of punches weapon use uh and a technique such as dizer punch shoulder boomerang anti-gravity storm which freezes enemies and even breaks their uh guard and, and and other melee attacks you will get a chance to upgrade your fighting ability in the lab once you gather enough material during the platform uh adventures of the uh series upgrading grandizer's skill tree will grant you new abilities it's not the skill tree is not that deep but when you the deeper you get into it you can upgrade each body part of his robot like at least three times before you max out and then he ends up doing different moves or different versions of those moves that are more powerful than the last time so it, it, it there is some depth into the rpg element of the game to that extent so um when your energy depletes during uh the bat during the platform the brawling platform uh against vega when you're battling vega monsters and, and saucer beast um and saucer beast basically like think voltron is saucer beast or roe beast that's pretty much what it is just giant mechanized you know robots that can fly they turn it they turn from ships into monsters and they always fight grandizer and lose you know so they're basically row beast in this sense and for anybody who's trying to figure this out so um but how i like the fact that when you lose energy and you you gain energy you gain that gauge you gain this energy gauge that allows you to do certain other moves and also replenish your energy but you gain it by just basically you know doing melee attacks on enemies all the time and then you can like once you start your energy start your actual uh health gauge starts to deplete you can i would recommend running off to a space where they're not going to find you just enough time to hit the up button and you will re you regenerate your uh health gauge uh without even getting any um you know health points or whatever like that they save that for the shooter you know aspect of the game your energy gauge gets used whenever you activate certain attacks and whatnot so it, i like the i like the fact that they do that it, it gives makes it for a good handicap and challenge when you do that so during times in the game you will also play two shooter styles one old school over the top arcade style shooter and one third person shooter where you're just looking at the back of them and you're going on so it, i like the fact that it it's refreshing because you don't do one you don't stay in one aspect of the game you're not always in a platform you know going from one map part of the map to the other um 
fighting against you know enemies you're also every once in a while you're playing the character koji who has a spaceship that always follows grandizer around but he has his own mission so his missions are shooter you know game uh, modes that allows him to you know get into action as well so they're a lot of fun and it, it's i like the fact that it's over like two shooter modes and two old school shooter modes because again this is a game based on a 70s nostalgic anime experience well why not have an old school arcade like experience with it to mimic the to, to um not to mimic but to actually complement the actual uh, experience alone because you know video games like that were out back then so it just it totally matches up to the experience and i've really enjoyed that part the fun factor a variety the variety of gaming experiences that i just mentioned that you have uh it's very easy and pick up to play and control schemes are really easy to pick up and play um and overall nostalgia presentation really makes this game fun this game will not be for all i'll say it again but especially for this generation that didn't grow up with this era of anime but fans of the show or fans of shows like this will find it charming and full of fanfare like from start to finish um but i also say for those who i say wouldn't it be for and if you're an anime fan i would say pick it up and see what anime was like back then the boss battles i've really enjoyed because they are they're very reminiscent and similar to that of you know boss battles you would play in a in a mario 3d platformer you know if you played any mario 3d platformer it kind of plays just like this a lot of fun a lot of uh easy you just pick up and play leisure time type of play and you know you just enjoy yourself so in terms of replay value there's a lot to enjoy with this game like i said while younger otaku may not understand or appreciate the lore and fandom for this uh or the anime series they should check it out just for how accurate uh and genuine this game is and how it makes you feel like it's the old show now last thing i want to talk about is the actor performances and this is where things get weird because if you watched anime in the 70s in the 80s you experienced some pretty campy cheesy and to some extent crappy character performances i don't want to blame the actors necessarily but it was the times anime was still young cartoons were still cartoons they didn't take them highly as serious as we as you know studios do today and give them the respect that we now know that they give them and you know performances that lacked any you know performances back then that lacked charisma or compelling personalities in the characters they played that's how it was in the 70s in the early 80s to some extent like some some it, by the time the 80s came in some anime series were really were, were pretty good there were some that were still not and a lot of performances during that time just felt like they were just reading lines which is why i and many others value talent artists and actors voice artists and actors today in anime and video games because if you ever are one of those people who try to deny and say that today's voice actors are not as good go back into the 70s <laughs> go back into the 70s and in, in the early 80s 
and listen to that and then go back and listen to some of the stuff that we got today. It is far and away eons better than has ever been. You know, ADR writing and directing wasn't a thing back then. It is now because now we have ADR people who are whose job it is to make sure that not only the lines match with the word and mouth movement, but also that it makes sense to the American audience. And it and it and it, and it works for the American audience to relate to in Crapture. There will be no Sean Schemmel popularity. There will be no Molly Flanagan popularity. There will be no Yuri Lowenthal popularity. There will be no Stephanie Shea popularity. There will be no Kyle Abert popularity if it wasn't for their awesome, fantastic performances, along with ADR directors and writers who put it all together in a really beautifully nice type bow. So, um, but I will say this, it was acting during those times in the 70s and early 80s that really kind of justify the anime uppity community of today that hates English dubbing, except like I said, like I mentioned, the ADR writing and directing has come so far that you cannot say that this is the same. The quality is far from lacking today in that. But a lot of times when people argue about the quality of English dub, they're basing it on this era. They're basing it on this era. Like they're still watching anime from this era and then some of them some people are just a part of the zeitgeist and want to just follow you know just jump on a bandwagon of it but none of them have ever watched 70s anime none of them have ever watched like you can clearly hear the contrast of performance levels from back then and now with this which brings us to this game the voice acting in grandizer replicates everything from the series including the campy and cheesy dialogue and voice acting but that is also what makes this game so great because i believe that this was absolutely 100 intentional for this game's authenticity drink up everything about this game feels right at home even the voice acting so as bad as it may sound to you it, like you have to give them credit for giving us a true 70s experience anime experience it, it like if they if they put it like this they could have easily just said like no we're gonna write a better story we're gonna give them a better you know better dialogue we're gonna give them you know a more you know updated performance they could have but they wanted this game I believe that they wanted this game to be exactly the way you would watch a 70s anime series like UFO Robot Grandizer. And I think they succeeded tenfold. Normally, I would just I would I would call this really a bad, you know, performed game, but not when it's intentional. Not when it's intentional. In that case, I thought that they, the game is in fact a period piece. The same, the same, like if you like the same period piece that you would see in a movie, you could do so in a video game. And this is based on a 70s anime. And you had to recapture the magic that was that anime from that time in exactly the way that it was intended. And in that case, mission accomplished because they did it. So a side note, I do want to say another side note here. There's a funny, there's a bunch of funny scenes after one of your stage completions where Daisuke is in this like farmland 
while laying on up under a tree with a guitar like he's in college sitting next to a bunch of girls that he's trying to score with he follows up he follows this up with a cool melodramatic comment quote every single time i think it's hilarious but this plays into the campiness of the 70s and the cheesiness of the 70s so overall let's go with the scores here the first score of 2024 for ufo robot grandizer we're going to start with originality again rich it, it is as great that they provided a variety of you know gameplay styles and such in here it wasn't the most original but it was original enough i gave it a 75 percent presentation presentation it's weird um i basically gave it a i basically gave it a 90. i had to because the presentation again was to mimic the 70s film they did that very successfully i mean it's not a it, the only reason why i gave it a 90 and not a 100 is because it didn't have the you know it's still not a nuanced type of feel and so i it'd be hard for me to give it that and then other games that has extraordinary beautiful you know uh deal but just based off of the fact that they made this period piece of a game the presentation was so on point so a 90 is what i gave it there uh sound of music is absolutely 100 all the sound effects all the music score musical uh, scores were perfect to this game loved it really absolutely love the gameplay i also thought it was um a lot of fun too you know very much a it's a mario game with robots <laughs> if you will a 3d platformer if you will uh puzzles aren't that bad to figure out either um the fun factor i gave it a 90. uh you know i mean i i, I couldn't think of any other thing else for it i've played better games of course and more fun but you know as an anime fan of old and new i really i really had a lot of fun with this and so much so that like it's coming out for the i when you look at this game it's like there's no way this is not coming out for the nintendo switch it is going to come out for the nintendo switch this year so i am probably going to reinvest in this game when it comes out too um replay value definitely 80 percent i think i could i will eventually go back to this game and there's something to be had you could go back into this game and really enjoy uh enjoy for what it was actor performances like i said this is when it gets weird because the actor performances is cheesy and campy as hell and you know compared to the stuff today but again it was intentionally made i believe it was intentionally made to mimic the the, the feel of the uh, old series so they had to be campy or cheesy to that extent i gave it a 100 just for authenticity it just was just you got to and the story is just 80 percent because it was just you're running a mill robot versus alien force versus robeast whatever like that uh deals too so um story wasn't that original to that extent either but overall it gets a score of 357.5 which is a 89.4 percent which the final grade is a b plus i enjoyed this overall i don't i doubt if it's going to be the greatest game i play this year um but definitely still a fun game to um to, to definitely have you're an a fan of old school mech game mech anime like this like the trans or the mason disease trans or disease if you will voltrons um gigantor stuff like that this game will be up your alley you need to go check this game out as an old school anime fan and it, I, I i find that it's great for those who want to get that nostalgic feel 
But if you're a true anime fan, if you're truly an anime fan, because a true anime, a true fan in general, a true fan is not only going to appreciate what you like now, they're going to go back and appreciate what, what was and what led up to this. Um, like th this is the way fandom was back when I grew up, like, like as a wrestling fan, I love the wrestling that I grew up with, but I also love the history of wrestling. Also, you know, I'm a video game fan, but I also love the history of video games. Um, I'm an anime fan. I love the history of anime. So I will go back, watch Tetsuya Adam. I would go back, watch, um, you know, old NWA, you know, uh, clips or old WWWF, you know, matches from back in the day, I would go and, you know, um, watch, you know, or play, you know, old video games from back then, you know, cause I actually been playing since Pong. So, um, yeah, I, I, I literally have had video games in my life through my entire life. Like Pong is the very first of them all. Like there is none before Pong at that point. And, um, I've been playing video games to this generation we've come along much like voice acting we've come a long way in such a superior way mind you but you still got to appreciate what was done in the past and this is one of those things that people need to appreciate this is a celebration of a not only just a series but a genre and if you understand that, then I think you will enjoy it for what it is. So go out of your way, check it out. It's available on PlayStation 5, Xbox uh, Series XS, but also this year it will be available on Xbox One and Nintendo Switch soon. So stay tuned. It will be there. Definitely. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. As I mentioned, next week's show, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. I will review that in full because I'll be playing that on Monday. And this Sunday, this Sunday, can't wait. I am going to be reviewing Echo. I'm gonna get my thoughts on the five episode series. And, um, you know, there's a, a lot to talk about with that. There's absolutely a lot to talk about because there was some unexpected things in that show that I was not prepared for. And um, it, it actually stepped up a lot of things a lot. I mean, we've already talked about it last week. It's even further this week. They doubled down on it. So we're going to talk about all that this week, along with all the news that is going on in our favorite fandom. So folks, once again, if you like this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live, please support us. Go to TalkTimeLive.com. Check out all of our episodes. You can't miss. Easy to find. All of our audio episodes, our video exclusive interviews are all in there as well. And um, you can also find some other content um i did panels with repop in 2021 they're all still up and still there so you can check that out you could also go and uh check out my blog uh there's a lot of content in the blog section including the recent blog entry that i put in the history of the omega omega fist tournament which i'm telling you right now that is the biggest blog entry i've put in so much content on there um just uh, trust me when I tell you, you'll be, you'll be very intrigued of what I put together, not only just for the blog, but what I put together over the years for that, uh, for that competition. It was one of the most ambitious ideas that I've come up with over the years. And I am so proud of being able to do it, not just for one year, but for four years. And then on top of that was able to really get the people to be a part of it and stuff that is able to, it was, it's incredible. 
<laughs> this is an incredible accomplishment. I'm I'm tuning my own horn, but like I'm looking back, like I did a lot of shit. <laughs> I did a lot of shit. I put in a lot of money. I did a lot to make this work, and it by all means, like wow. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'm tuning my own horn because the amount of work that I put into that, you'll see. So, but anyway, check that one out. And um, God, my only wish is that we could do it again, but it just depends on how the world. It depends on the world that we live in and how we treat each other. And that's the reason why it actually stopped. But you'll read that all in uh, the book. I mean, not the book. It should be a book. You should read that, all that in the blog entry as well. There's a lot of video footage, a lot of pictures and graphics and all that stuff in there. And you trust me when I tell you it's go in there and check it out. So if you are like others who like to listen to it while in the office or on the road, you can check us out wherever podcasts are played. That is including Spy, um, Spy Heart, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it, we're there. Go out of your way, type in ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It'll pop up. You can find us there. So, folks, thank you once again, and welcome to 2024. And that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.